0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Active Optimist podcast. This is Arena, your host, the Active Optimist. With everything I do, I want you to believe that you don't have to be depressed forever. I truly believe that depression is the ultimate cry for help, not for happiness, but for connection back to ourselves and what truly matters. I'm here each week to support you, bring community, and give you daily actions to address the social, psychological, and biological causes of depression so that you can step into the life you know you're meant to lead. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's podcast episode. Irina, if you're new and if you're returning, thank you so much for returning. So this week's episode is all about birth control, hormonal birth control specifically, generally used in the pill or IUDs. And this is so, so important. I keep learning more and more about it. And finally, I feel like I know enough to have an actual podcast episode about it. And you should learn about it too. If you're a woman, if you are taking hormonal birth control, if you're not taking hormonal birth control, if you think you might in the future, if you won't, I think all women should know about this because we sometimes know very little about our body, embarrassingly very little. So this is your introduction about how your brain works on hormonal birth control specifically when it comes to depression. So please take a listen, share it with one of your friends, share it with your girlfriend. And yeah, it impacts so many people. It impacts all of us, even if you're not female, even if you're not a woman, even if you're not taking birth control. I'm super excited for this podcast episode. It's been really on my mind. And just to begin, a lot of the things that I'll be talking about are based on a couple books that I've read. One is called In the Flow, as well as the really good book, This Is Your Brain on Birth Control by Sarah Hill, and also a bunch of other things that I've learned about women and the body and just the body in general and how the brain interacts with the rest of your body. And all this information is not to make you not take hormonal birth control or make you take hormonal birth control. It's just so we have more information so that we can create honest decisions, empowering decisions, decisions that are true to ourselves and how we want to be in the world, how we want to show up in the world with more knowledge about all these things comes more knowledge about ourselves and what we want to do with our health. And hopefully with this introduction, it'll inspire you to look into other things that may be specific to your body or what is happening in your body and go on exploration. Because if something is wrong, there's very often a solution to that. And it may be out of the beaten path or not what your doctor is presenting to you, but there's generally a solution to whatever issue is happening in your body if there is an issue happening, whether it be mental, whether it be physical, whether it be around your ovulation cycle, whether it be around your period. So yeah, so that's really my intention for this podcast. So without further ado, let's dive into the episode. So just to lay the groundwork, I will be talking about hormonal birth control And sometimes I'll say the pill, but hormonal birth control can go in other things besides pill taking. So it could be an IUD that is hormonal. It could be a patch. But when I do say the pill, I'm also meaning that. I'm just meaning hormonal birth control. Just the pill, you know, rolls off the tongue better. Anywho, as we all know, hormonal birth control is taken to directly influence our hormones. So we don't get pregnant primarily And it has truly revolutionized what it means to be a woman and act as a woman in today's world. I do know that a lot of people do take hormonal birth control for other reasons, like PMS, like acne, like just feeling better in general. So I do know that. And those are often secondary reasons or primary reasons. But at the end of the day, the pill or hormonal birth control is created to stop us from being pregnant. And this is very important because it directly impacts our hormones and women's natural cyclical cycle of releasing an egg, of being prepared to have a baby, and then having a period, more or less. However, like many other drugs, there are unintended consequences and they can impact you negatively. And it's the same thing with antidepressants. More discussion about antidepressants and the risks that are involved in taken them and the question of do they actually work or do they leave the brain in worse shape than the brain would be without antidepressants. These discussions are going on, this research, these questions are going on about antidepressants and likewise questions and research must be done and must continue to be done with hormonal birth control, which unfortunately has for the public been really put to rest without much research being done. And uh, yes, there is research being done, but I think only recently is this research reaching the public through books because no one reads academic journals, really, unless you're a researcher. But as I said before, it's really important because you really need to know what is happening in your body. It's your body and you should be able to make informed decisions about it and who you want to be. Hormones create who you are just as your brain creates who you are just how your mood or depression creates a version of yourself there is also a gap in research on women with medicine that continues today throughout all the areas of research including drug production vaccine creation and biological functionings just to name a few so it's really important that we are interested in this and we take action about researching our bodies reaching ourselves Because it could impact your mental health, in addition to a bunch of other things that may come along the line or may be in the present day. And most of the research on hormonal birth control or the pill I'll be talking about is based on the book by Sarah Hill, This Is Your Brain on Birth Control. And I'll put a link of this as well in the description next to the book, In the Flow. But I do highly recommend it to all people, even if you're not currently taking birth control or see yourself taking it in the future. So what does hormonal birth control do in your body and in your brain? First things first, hormones change who you are, no matter what type of hormone it is. But sex hormones particularly, they change who we are. They change what we think about. They change what we look like. They change how we act, how we react to the world, how we react to each other, both male and female, and they also change how all other biological functions in your body work and act, including neurotransmitters. You know, hormones are in the body and all over your body are receptors for these hormones. So every place, every cell that has a receptor to say, for example, estrogen, which is the most widely known female hormone, will change based on the amount of estrogen that it comes in contact with. And basically, hormonal birth control, because its primary role is to stop pregnancy, it tricks your body into always being in the luteal phase of your cycle, which means that your body never releases a egg to be fertilized because we don't want an egg because egg becomes a pregnancy A becomes a baby. so it tricks your brain into thinking this. And the luteal phase is characterized as actually having low estrogen and high progesterone, which is the hormone that is related to preparing for the event of being pregnant more or less. And obviously there's a lot of other things that go on, but those are the two things that you need to know. lower estrogen and higher progesterone. And as we know, or if you've talked to some of your girlfriends about this, every single woman has a different response to the pill or to hormonal birth control. It can be a great thing, a blessing onto this earth, or it could be a less great thing. And I think this needs to be highlighted that just because the hormonal birth control may have Negative, unintended consequences to some women, it doesn't mean that it is necessarily bad. It doesn't negate that a ton of women do have a great experience on the pill and actually feel like it stabilizes their mood, clears their skin, and gives them regular periods so that they can go on about their day, about their life, and not worry about getting pregnant. But on the flip side, there are women who respond not so well to hormonal birth control and actually struggle taking it and get really frustrated and struggle with their doctors about which hormonal birth control they can take because each type of pill has a different variation of the fax chemicals or fax hormones in it. And I'll talk about this later in the episode, but it is important to trial and error your birth control to fit you so it has the least amount of negative impact on your body and on your brain. That being said, as the active optimist and as someone who's particularly interested in depression and the risk of depression on hormonal birth control, I have to share you some of the negatives that may happen and just give you more information, but also show you that you might not be crazy if you may be feeling a little depressed If you are taking birth control and it's not just your brain, it's not just all in your head, you're not alone in this. So women on hormonal birth control, there is a correlation to becoming depressed and becoming suicidal when you are depressed. And these are some of the correlations have been found between women's mental health and hormonal birth control. Women on hormonal birth control, or the pill, are 50% more likely to be diagnosed with depression, 40% more likely to be prescribed with an antidepressant. These percentages are higher with women in the 15 to 19 age range, and they're also higher to non-oral, meaning not pill-taking hormonal birth control, meaning a patch, a shot, or an IUD. These percentages go up. Furthermore, the risk of suicide doubled in comparison to women not on hormonal birth control and the risk a successful suicide tripled in comparison to women not on a hormonal birth control. However, I must make it clear that all these statistics show a correlation. It doesn't mean that hormonal birth control makes you depressed or makes you suicidal. There's no research about this that has come to a clean cut answer to does hormonal birth control make you depressed or does it make you suicidal? There's only a correlation currently in science. And obviously there can be a third variable. For example, I think a really good variable may be women who are taking the pill and are really into their health, they may be more likely to go see a doctor about their depression. So then they're more likely to be prescribed with antidepressants. Then a woman who is not super on top of her health and may not go see a doctor to be actually diagnosed with depression, so she wouldn't be part of that statistic. However, at the end of the day, hormonal birth control can be a predictor of depression and suicide risk. So I think this is really important just to lay out that suicide and depression and hormonal birth control, they've gone together many times, and if you are suffering with depression right now, it may be productive to look into your hormonal birth control if it is contributing to this or if you can change it to something that may have a different chemical composition. But I must explain why does this happen? Why does hormonal birth control become a more or less predictor of depression and suicide risk? So the increase in risk of suicide has been hypothesized to be due to hormonal birth control's impact on our stress response and how our body is sensitive to neurotransmitters such as dopamine and serotonin. So it has been researched and noted that the pill decreases women's stress responses. And this often comes as an inconvenience to scientists and researchers because they actually can't use women who are on the pill when they research cortisol or stress responses because their stress responses just more or less doesn't exist and they have to you know boot them out of the study and this is because when you're on the pill they found a lot of these women actually have no cortisol which is your stress hormone spike when they are stressed out so they'll have a stress test and they'll test their saliva, and they won't have this cortisol spike when everyone else does. What makes this important is that stress or our cortisol spike happens throughout our day whenever something meaningful is happening. Yes, stress has a negative connotation in our popular culture, but in this context, we shouldn't take it negatively. Stress happens when our body reacts to something that is meaningful, be it an opportunity, be it sex, be it fighting, be it an argument, being working out, having a surprise being done to you, birthdays, being loved, or even waking up in the morning. For our stress response, we have two parts. We have our sympathetic nervous system, which kicks in, which more or less women on hormone birth control have this response. So you feel your heart racing, your breathing getting more advanced, you feel you know, more energized, all these things. But we also have another axis that is the second system in our stress response, which is the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal gland axis, which more or less is how your body creates cortisol. So you have your sympathetic nervous system, which shuts everything that is unessential to whatever the situation calls for. And then we have this system that creates cortisol and puts cortisol in our blood. And this axis, the one that is responsible for putting cortisol in our blood, is the response that is tampered with when we take the pill or hormonal birth control. And basically, women who take the pill have low to no cortisol response to anything. So it's biologically inactive. It's like the whole axis shut down. And this has very, very big consequences that directly impact our mental health and directly impact and directly may lead to depression. So with low or no cortisol, women on the pill don't have the reaction to exciting events that they would otherwise. So for example, you get a promotion at work and in your brain, they don't get that excited response you don't get that, you know, rush of cortisol, that excitement in your brain. Or if someone, you know, your boyfriend gives you flowers, you don't have that rush in your brain. You may have that other response from the sympathetic nervous system, but you won't have that cortisol brain response. And even when you wake up in the morning, 30 minutes after you wake up, every single human has a cortisol spike to get you moving, to get you ready for the day. And throughout the day, that cortisol kind of dissipates until the nighttime when you're ready to go to bed women on the pill often don't even have that so then they wake up feeling still groggy feel sleepy because they don't have that natural spike in energy that cortisol brings to every single human that wakes up in the morning so all in all it's really hard for us to absorb emotionally meaningful events and to the brain more or less i know this is harsh but we have no meaning and no purpose in our lives And that sounds harsh because it is harsh for our brain. And I don't think that it's hard to make a step of then that's why you feel depressed if there's no meaning or purpose or excitement in your life. Everything's just bland, everything's flat. And that's what's happening in your body. This axis that creates cortisol is blunted, is stopped and is more or less dead. So we have a muted stress response and a low coping ability to events that are happening around us. Furthermore, on top of this, on top of our inability to produce cortisol or our inability to have the cortisol amount that general humans have, the fundamental purpose of hormonal birth control does dampen our sensitivity to happy things or rewarding things. So as we know, dopamine and serotonin are our happy and reward neurotransmitters. So these are the signals that something great's happening, we feel loved, we feel rewarded. It reinforces whatever activity is happening because it makes us feel really good. But as I talked about, the primary function of birth control is that we don't get pregnant. So it tricks the brain into thinking we're in this specific stage of our cyclical cycle. And as I said before, this means that estrogen is lower than normal and progesterone is higher than normal. And unfortunately, with our neurotransmitters, dopamine and serotonin, estrogen is actually an amplifier in women of the happiness and the reward that these neurotransmitters bring. And progesterone is actually a dampener and decreases our brain's perceptions of our reward system. So to break this down, estrogen makes our happy neurotransmitters feel even happier. Our reward system feel even more rewarded. But progesterone actually makes our happy and reward neurotransmitters seem a little muted, a little dull, and hormonal birth control makes us more or less level in our estrogen progesterone levels. The pill stimulates progesterone and flattens estrogen so you don't get pregnant. So more or less, it flattens our natural neurotransmitter award system. It decreases how impactful dopamine and serotonin are in our brain. It more or less makes us feel a little depressed because we aren't able to have those reward and happy signals as loudly as we would otherwise. And it blunts the positive emotions and responses. So these are the two things that I think are super, super important when we try to understand how our body works and how the pill may be impacting our mood and that we shouldn't brush it under the table. No, this does not mean that if you take the pill, you'll obviously become depressed because I know a lot of girls who actually feel better on their birth control and feel like themselves really. So I'm not saying that, but for each particular person, your body has to be the standard. Your body has to be the standard. If you're not feeling your best self on your birth control, then try another one or try to see what is happening? Is there a pattern in this? And don't just brush it under the rug. Don't just say it's in your head. Don't just say that, you know, this is what I have to live with. There are other options. There's other ways to do all of these things to take care of your mental health, to take care of your, to take care of your body, to negate pregnancy risk without having to choose to be depressed because of your hormonal birth control. And obviously there's other reasons to be depressed. So it might not even be your hormonal birth control. And that's really what I want to leave you with. Knowledge means that you can make good decisions for yourself. So very often women's health and especially women's emotions and response to things are trivialized or seen as inconsequential. With doctors, they don't take women's mood changes as seriously as they should. They oftentimes really minimize it, and I've had that experience myself. With women themselves, we often sweep our emotions or our moods under the rug, especially when it comes to changing or getting on medication. We just brush it on the rug as weird things that happen to Irina when she starts a medication. And it's okay as long as I don't get pregnant or anyone else gets pregnant. And mood changes, anxiety, or depression are seen more or less as small inconveniences, oftentimes by the women themselves. And furthermore, in our society, feeling bad or feeling depressed or feeling anxious is also normalized. And I've said this in other podcast episodes that... Just because it's normal, just because it's normal to feel depressed or feel anxious, because we know there's millions of people that feel depressed and anxious, doesn't mean that it's okay. And we can demand better and we can act better and we can proactively build our mental wellness so we don't have to feel depressed, so we don't have to go into the normal depressed crowd, more or less. But depression, anxiety, and mood differences on the pill may just show you that your body has a low tolerance for getting its hormones changed. And there's a lot of options out there. As I said before, every birth control pill, every hormonal birth control has its own ratio and chemicals that it uses to get the desired effect. And it is worth trying out different ones and getting it right. And really, really choose what's best for you. Use your individual body as the standard to make your decisions on what hormonal birth control you use. The science is still emerging and still working itself out, so for now, we have to use our own body as the standard. I thought it was really interesting or really useful that Sarah recommended that If you're going on hormonal birth control, to one, tell a friend so they can see as an outside person if something is happening with your mood or, you know, just take into account like how you're feeling, just how you're reacting in the world. Because oftentimes when we get depressed or when we get stressed or anxious, we feel like we've always been that way. That's what the brain tries to tell us. And third, maybe keep a journal about how you're feeling when you decide to get on hormonal birth control or when you change. Just to have physical evidence of if there's a change in your body and if there's a change in your mood and in your mental health. You must invest in your mental health. You must be your own advocate. I know it's really, really hard and we wish that someone would take care of it and we wouldn't, we didn't have to do all this work to stand up for ourselves and be proactive with our mental health, but that's just the way that the world works and we are responsible for ourselves, responsible for our own body, and hopefully with more information we can make powerful, authentic choices about our body, about our mental health, so that we can live a full, great, amazing life. So, Yeah, that's the end of this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. So the action of the week is actually to do an anonymous act of good to one woman in your life. It can be your mom. It can be your sister. It can be your aunt. It could be your teacher. It could be your boss, your coworker, just one woman and just do an anonymous act of good for her. So that's the end of this week's episode. If you found this episode useful in any way, if anything made you think a little or impacted you, please leave me a review. I really love reviews and I really love hearing what you like about the podcast and what you like about the episodes. So please leave us a review and share this with a friend, share this with a girl, share this with a woman. We're all impacted by this and go check out Sarah's book, and go check out Alyssa's book so that you can be informed and start your journey in being knowledgeable about your body and women's body in general. So I leave you with a lot of love, peace, and joy. Have a good evening. Ciao.